Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. What's your favorite scary movie? What's the boogeyman? You hang up on me again, I'll cut you like a fish, understand? It's showtime. Hello, and welcome to You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast. I'm your host, Robbie. And I'm Sammy. And today, we are discussing Scream 4. We are finally at 4. Yes. Whoa. And I anticipate this to be a better episode than Scream 3. Yeah. <laughs> Just Scream 3, we had a lot to say about it, the production and everything. Mm-hmm. If you haven't checked that out, go and check that out in the last episode. Yes. And then you can come back and chill with us for Scream 4. Mm-hmm. So we're back in Woodsboro. We're back? But it's a new decade. Is it? New rules. Uh-oh. That's right, for Scream 4. Uh-oh. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite scary movie? It was the killer's voice. From Stab? Or, I mean, you know, from your life. I'm Kirby, by the way. I'm their friend. And the killer didn't call you? No. Is is that a bad thing? Does that mean that I'm not going to live as long as these two? No. Maybe. Oh, my God. Did you hear that? I'm going to be next. You want to do a summary? Yeah. All let's right. Hear it. it has been many years since the Ghostface Killer cut a deadly path through the town of Woodsboro. In order to get over the trauma of those horrific events, Sydney Prescott has written a self help book. Uh oh. She returns to Woodsboro for her book tour. Okay. And she reconnects with old friends, Gail Weathers and Sheriff Dewey. Deputy How- Dewey. <laughs> However, Sydney's arrival also sparks the return of Ghostface, putting Sydney and everyone she loves in danger. Uh oh. Sydney does have a way of doing that too. For real. Her friends, though. Yeah, she's one of those people you're like, maybe we shouldn't be friends. Yeah. Sorry, I, I'll, I'll say hi to you somewhere, but we're I'm not, not going to be hang, friends. I'm not going to hang out with you like that. I'll end no. up being killed. Exactly. This movie was released April 15th, 2011. Okay. So quite a bit of time has passed since Scream 3, which was yeah. in 2000. The train wreck that was. Which is, yeah, understandable. Also rated R, as usual. It's yeah. genre again, horror comedy. Director, of course, Wes Craven is back again. Producers, a little bit different on this one. We have Kevin Williamson, who's been the writer. Okay. Well, kind of on the last, you know, last one was an outline, but. And I, Aya LaBunka? 
Sorry if we I botched totally your name. I totally butcher that. I'm sure. I'm sorry. I'm sure However, she gets that all the time. Writer credit goes back to Kevin Williamson on this one. One thing I forgot to say for Scream Three. Uh huh. Since Kevin could only do an outline of it, mm-hmm. if you watch the show The Following with Kevin Bacon, it mm-hmm. was on Fox. He actually took the script he planned planned for Scream Three. And they made it into a television show. So the following, it's basically supposed to be Scream. Oh, that's cool. But in Scream 3, there were supposed to be like multiple copycat killers. That was the original idea of it. That's cool. That would have been And that would have been a better movie, but they got away from that. So go and watch the following. Kevin Bacon, it was on Fox. That would have been so much better. My goodness. Now we're on to Scream 4 again. All right. Opening weekend, this one made $19.3 million. Its overall gross box office in the U.S. was 38.2. Not that great of a performer on a $40 million budget. So they didn't make their budget back. No. Oh. Oh. No. No, they didn't. Mm-hmm. Overall, it's $38.2 million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Runtime for this one is an hour and 52 minutes, and its distributor was the Weinstein Company. Imagine that. Miramax, huh? This one, however, did have some better ratings. 60% rating on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics, 56% from the audience, and a 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb. I'm assuming is reasonable. This was all for theater, like the 38.2 million. Yeah. That I, doesn't include like streaming and DVDs right, which I'm and sure like it that. probably did better. So I'm assuming because, they did get their budget back. I mean, you look at what they did in Scream 3, and you're going to be like, eh, I don't know if I want to see this in theaters. Right. To be fair. Absolutely. Filming locations. This one was filmed in Michigan. Michigan? Yes. Really? That's Ann weird. Arbor, Michigan. Lincoln Avenue had the Roberts residence. Kellogg Park was where they had those masks hanging, like downtown. Okay. Is where they had all the masks hanging up. Woodworth Middle School in Dearborn, Michigan was the high school for Woodsboro. Hutzel Women's Hospital was the community hospital that they showed. There was another house on Lincoln Avenue that was Olivia's house, and Clement Road had Kirby's house. Kirby. Yep. Dunlap Street in Northville had Gail and Dewey's house. And then they had, on the trail, they had the Woodsboro PD, which was a fake building that was built in a parking lot. Oh, so it was fake. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. So they actually built it along a trail, which I thought was interesting. Okay. All right. So our cast. Nev Campbell once again returns as Sydney Prescott. David Arquette is back as Dewey Riley. Courtney Cox, Courtney Cox, not Courtney Cox Arquette, Courtney Cox is back as Gail Weathers. Emma Roberts appears in this one as Jill Roberts. Hayden Pantier. I love her. Robbie's crush right here. Yes, she is. I loved her on Heroes. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody's a big fan of Heroes, but if you are in the comments below, let me know. I loved her since the first episode of that. I was like, she's bad. Anyway, keep going. Anyways, Marley Shelton is Judy Hicks. Anthony Anderson was Anthony Perkins, one of the cops. Adam Brody was in here as Ross Haas, we also got the guy a police from the officer. Six, or the OC, yeah, Adam Brody. It was so great. Rory Culkin mm-hmm. is Charlie Walker. You gotta love the Culkins. Mary McDonald is Kate Roberts. Allison Bree is Rebecca Walters, who's the like press, you know, whatever. Oh, the the PR agent. Yeah, the for, PR uh, agent. Mm-hmm. Sydney. Yeah, Marielle Jaffe. 
Jaffe. I'm sorry. It was Olivia Morris. Nico Tortorella is Trevor Sheldon. Eric Knudsen is Robbie Mercer. Anna Paquin, you might recognize from the beginning from True Blood. Yeah. She was Rachel, who was yeah. in the stab movie at the beginning. Yeah, the movie within the movie. I also had Kristen Bell in there as Chloe. They never said their names, so you wouldn't know their names. But you, they're yeah. famous enough, you're going to be like, that's her, yeah. that's her. Kristen Bell is Chloe, who is also in the stab movie. Lucy Hale showed up as Sherry, also in the stab movies at the beginning. So we started with stab six, went to stab seven. The whole meta thing going on with Jeez. them. And then Shanae Grimes was Trudy, who was also in stab six at the beginning with Lucy. There's also Amy Tiergarten was Jenny Randall, who's a fan of the movies and the girl that Trevor apparently had an affair with. Yeah, they don't make that crazy obvious. Uh huh. Like Trevor was dating, I forget her name, but the, Jill. Jill, Jill in the movie, mm -hmm. but he had an affair with the girl that died mm -hmm. in the opening scene. Yeah. And you don't make that connection actually uh Wes Craven talked about that mm -hmm. in a deleted scene mm -hmm. it took me years to figure that out mm -hmm. I yeah, was like some things why, are not easy to figure out why is this girl dying like in every I there's like there's a reason I like the fact that you have your I mean look at Drew Barrymore mm -hmm. people went to go and see the original screen because of Drew Barrymore and she was in there all of like 15 minutes yep mm -hmm. I mean the the original the first kill you're just like it's iconic mm-hmm so that's why in Scream 4, that's why the, those girls die. Yeah. Is because of the boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Britt Robertson was Martin Cooper, who was Jenny's friend in that opener, too. And of course, we had Roger L. Jackson back as Ghostface. Of course. He, I bet he loves these, these movies. I'm sure he does. I'm sure. All right, so we got some filming facts for you. The camera okay. they used was a Panavision Panaflex Platinum. Panavision G series lenses. Okay. So we are not quite to the digital age, no. but this is the last one that will be film. -based. Everything is on film. Next one you will see is going to be a digital, which makes sense. What do you think about that? Film versus digital? Do you have a preference? What I think is funny is that now they try and put, they film stuff digitally and try and make it look like film. Exactly. <laughs> There's a certain look to a film. Film is you so know, that expensive. That has that like, classic look. I know Ben Affleck and Matt Damon still shoot all their movies on film. Do they really? That's yeah. Like the bigger star you are, you can put that in your contract. Mm -hmm. But to shoot on film, that's so expensive. You have to have millions of dollars for yeah, that. Yeah. It makes more sense maybe to just edit it to make it look like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is the last film directed by Wes Craven before he died from brain cancer on August 30th, 2015. Sucks. And he was only 76. <sighs> so that's a sad fact right there. Yeah. Yeah. Screenwriter Kevin Williamson had repeated clashes with the Weinsteins, Bob and Harvey, resulting in them once again hiring Aaron, how do you say his name? Aaron Kruger for rewrites and uh -oh. the script varied heavily from the original drafts. Uh-oh. This Joker is back again. So he's the one that botched Scream 3, mm -hmm. and now he's back for Scream 4. For rewrites. That's great. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. Studios the Weinstein brothers. Involve themselves that's that good. Much. Ridiculous. 
This time, the footage from Stab includes the credit, a Robert Rodriguez film. And I think we mentioned this before, but Rodriguez really did direct the footage and also made Grindhouse, which co-starred Scream's Rose McGowan and this film's Marley Shelton. So there you go. Another tie-in right there. Another tie-in. At the table read on June 25th, 2010, the actors and actresses were told to stop reading at page 75 to prevent those already cast in the film from knowing the climax. Oh, And what happened. So that's kind of funny that they were like, oop, can't go past this page. No 76 for you. No. I can understand that. Didn't didn't something happen on this? Like the, the, the script was leaked online? That was two. Okay, that was two. That had that big ordeal. Yeah. Which is why they started being funny about all the future movies. Right. I mean, I can understand it. If you're putting millions and millions of dollars into a movie, Mm -hmm. you don't want the ending to end up on the internet. Exactly. So I understand. While scouting for a bookstore to use in the film, Wes Craven spotted a new bookstore that hadn't even opened yet in downtown Northville, Michigan, named Next Chapter Bookstore Bistro. Really? Craven instantly loved the building and the name, and he wanted to use both in the film. So he hired the owner's chef to prepare the food and pastries for a scene in the film as well. Really? That's cool. I didn't know that. I was like, oh, that's fun. How convenient. They hadn't even opened yet. When you're controlling the bag, you can do a lot of Exactly. You want some killer facts now? Yep. Or let's hear it. All right. We got 14 deaths. 14 deaths. In this movie. Yes. So we've got... (sighs) The problem is this movie also includes the movie within a movie yeah stab yeah there's a lot going on in these movies too just just to keep in mind so there's a a, there's a lot happening but i love the opener of this keep going all right let's hear some killer facts trudy was stabbed in the chest by Ghostface movie the stab movie sherry had her throat slit by ghost Ghostface in the movie rachel was stabbed twice in the gut by chloe which is pretty funny i like that scene when there's that's when, right. When right. Kristen is just like shut your fucking her. mouth. Yeah, i i liked I liked the opening of this because you're just like, what is happening right now? Right. Like we're in a movie and now we're in another movie and there's yeah. like, when are we not in the movie? I I liked when they do yeah. stuff like that when you're trying to really figure out what's going on and what's real and not real and I enjoyed that. Absolutely. Part, so. And I thought the deaths were all funny in that. Absolutely. Marnie Cooper was stabbed in the gut and thrown through a window by Charlie. Oh, probably should mention Charlie and Jill are the killers. Yeah. In case you didn't know. Sorry. Spoiler. Well, it's not really. I would assume, you know, we're going to be talking about. Jenny Randall was stabbed by Jill in the, not in the movie. I'm sure she. In the opener. I'm sure she did. She was like, bitch, you cheated on me with my Mm -hmm. boyfriend. Yeah. Of course, I'm going to stab you a hundred million times. Olivia was stabbed a ton and literally gutted by Charlie. Rebecca Walters was stabbed in the stomach and thrown down many stories by Jill. Officer Haas was stabbed in the back by Jill. Officer Perkins was stabbed in the forehead by Jill. Jill's a like Jill's big a psycho. In this. Like, what the fuck? Kate Roberts was stabbed in the back and neck by Jill. Robbie Mercer was stabbed in the chest, back, and stomach by Charlie. Kirby has a bunch of asterisks for this one because she was stabbed twice in the stomach by Charlie. However, however, she did not actually die. You know what? Another thing we should rank. But it wasn't clear when we watched the movie until later. Another thing we should rank is who do you think are the best killers in the Mm, overall series? That one I'll have to think about. Series. That one I'll have to think about. 
Yeah. Okay. That's another thing we should but rank. Kirby made the list because when the movie came out, you're like, oh, she got she, it. She's dead. Right? Then you find out later she didn't. So that's why we have the asterisks by her name. Trevor was shot in the crotch and head by Jill. Charlie was stabbed in the heart and stomach by Jill. And Jill Roberts herself was electroshocked. So great. Clear. And shot in the chest by Sydney. That was a great death. I really that was great. Enjoyed that. What I like too about this movie is they're always like the killer comes back to life and there's that whole thing, right? They've been doing that trope mm-hmm. in the movie. But this one we had you you think it's over, right? Like, oh, she's gonna get away with it because they're taking her to the hospital, nobody knows what really happened. Mm-hmm. All of that. And then more happens at the hospital. Exactly. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. I thought that was a good fresh take. Absolutely. It made this stand apart from Scream Three mm-hmm. and Scream and the Four. previous ones. Yeah, yeah, honestly. yeah, yeah, honestly. Because the other ones, you had the big climax, and then that was it. Everybody's dead, killers are dead. That's it. But this one had a big climax, and then it continued. Yep, absolutely. Moved locations. It gave it a life of its own. Mm-hmm. And exactly. It, it let Scream Four be able to stand away from the pack. Yes, especially all these years later, it makes sense. Right. To make act, the acting more intense, director Wes Craven didn't allow the actors and actresses to meet the ghost face voice again, yeah. which he's frequently done on these sets. Mm-hmm. For the first time in the franchise, a CGI knife was added. Okay. This was because Wes Craven wanted to avoid using prop knives that are rubber, cardboard, and collapsible. So I guess he thought he could maybe make it more realistic. Absolutely. With a CGI knife. Absolutely. Despite the unrealistic way in which Deputy Perkins walks around after being stabbed in the head, it's actually medically accurate. Wes Craven was watching a television special about a man who was stabbed in the head, just the way that's Perkins right. is in the film, and the man took himself to the hospital. And you, that's when he was like, fuck Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Because in the prior scene, him and Adam, Adam Brody were talking. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, Bruce Willis, Six yeah. Sense and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess you'll have to go back and watch that. Mm-hmm. But when he was dying, mm-hmm. he was like, fuck Bruce Willis. Yeah, but I just thought that was funny that Wes Craven saw this and he was like, yep, I'm putting that in a movie. I, I, that's just like Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. Scream 4 is the first film with more female than male kills, a two to one ratio. Really? I just thought I that was that. interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Well, you can kind of see that because of the time and everything, the Me mm-hmm. Too movement, well, equal pay, I mean, this was everything. Twenty eleven, so I mean, it's but somewhat. It, it but... started. It was starting, mm-hmm. but equal pay for actors and everything like that. So mm-hmm. I can understand that. Yeah. All right. So we have more horror movie references in this movie. We're awesome. back to that. We're back to the Much basics. Much appreciated. A dummy of Tatum stuck in the pet door is visible at the Stabathon. So when they're running the the movie marathon, mm-hmm. there is apparently a dummy of Tatum, aka Rose McGowan, that's stuck in the pet door. You'll have to go back and watch that. I missed mm-hmm. that. There are also audience members that are de- dressed as Dewey and Gale. Okay. I did notice that. That's so funny to think about. There's a bust of Henry Winkler, who's the former principal, as we remember way back in Scream, and yeah. that can be seen briefly in the hallway at the high school. There's a what? A bust of Henry Winkler. Okay. Yep. Okay, I have to go back and see that. Yeah, these little things you may have missed. Yeah. Deputy Perkins' first name is Anthony, making his name Anthony Perkins, which is the same name as the actor who played Norman Bates in the Psycho film franchise. 
I noticed Scream likes to really reference Psycho a lot. Yeah, they do. And we're going to be seeing that again in Halloween because of Jamie Lee Curtis. So yes. it's kind of funny. Well, Kevin was the writer on Scream and Yeah, that's right. He, Halloween. He's, so said he yeah. was involved in Halloween too. So there you go. That makes sense. And Psycho, Norman, Norman Bates's line, we all go a little mad sometimes, was repeated by Billy in the original Scream. And he also shares his first name with the actor that plays him, Anthony Anderson. So yeah, there you go. That makes sense. Yeah. So there's lots of psycho references. And then when Anthony gets stabbed in the head, the blood in the scene isn't red. It looks brown and almost like chocolate syrup. Okay. In Psycho, which was filmed in black and white, they actually used chocolate syrup to simulate the blood. Okay. So another kind of callback right there. That makes sense. It's revealed that Woodsboro does a stab movie marathon party every year. And this is just like the town of Tex. Texarkana, yep. which features the town, the town, oh, here the we go again, sundown. the town that the, dreaded the, sundown, Jesus, love this movie, which also plays their movie annually, which is about real life murders in yep. that town. I just yeah, apparently this, they do that every October. I just watched this movie the other day, so it's you on. You watched it and you didn't even make me watch it? It's on Amazon. I'll watch it again. It's one of my favorite movies. I've never seen um, this with you. It's, and on, how long Am- have you been it's on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's, I like the remake, actually. The mm-hmm. remake's better, so go, have to watch go both, and watch though. them. Yeah, you'll have to watch both, but mm-hmm. I like the remake a little bit better. Yep, so there you go. That stupid movie is referenced again. Many fans of Scream have pointed out that although Tatum's death was a great set piece, garage door motors are not strong enough to actually lift a person off the ground, and there would have been safety mechanisms in place really? that would have made her murder actually impossible. So the opening sequence of this movie has a garage door close on a victim and then rise again once the safety sensors are tripped, which makes more sense to what may actually happen if you're trying to crush someone. That, that just makes made me laugh. Sense. They were that like, okay, sense. we'll redo it since you all had such a problem with the first one. It just it just made me laugh. Newsflash, guys. It's called acting. It's fake. It's fake. None of it is real. Nobody okay. really gets killed. Just go with it. It's fine. The killer tied Charlie to a chair outside of Kirby's house and asked her trivia questions in order to save him, which I don't know if this reminds you of anything, but it's like the original scream all over again. Yeah. With Steve. So do you want to know what she mentioned? Yeah, the questions. Yeah. So the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is mentioned. Charlie asked Kirby who played Leatherface first, responding with Gunnar Hansen. The killer asked Kirby what weapon Leatherface uses, responding with a chainsaw. Right. Right. Okay. A Nightmare on Elm Street is brought up next. Kirby is asked by the murderer, what is Freddy Krueger's weapon? Knives. Mm Mm-hmm. And the final question was the remake of the groundbreaking horror movie in which the villain, but Kirby interrupted the killer and named a bunch of remakes. Here's the full list of what she said. Halloween, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Dawn of the Dead, The Hills Have Eyes, Amityville Horror, The Last House on the Left, Friday the 13th, A Nightmare on Elm Street, My Bloody Valentine, When a Stranger Calls, Prom Night, Black Christmas, House of Wax, The Fog, Piranha. You know, a girl that can actually mention this and actually do it correctly is wifey material. So if you ever find somebody like that, marry her today. You know Kirby is not real, right? Yeah, I know. But she's a character. There are people out there that are like that, though. So if you're into horror... And you find a girl that can do that or a woman like this, you better scoop her up. Continue. <sighs> Don't look now is mentioned in a conversation between Charlie and Kirby. There's another reference. There are posters that can be seen throughout the movie for the Exorcist, the Hills have Exorcist, Exorcist, 
The Hills Have Eyes, An American Werewolf in London, Dawn of the Dead, The Thing, and Blood Simple. So there you go. Those are all the, the horror references. So mm-hmm. most of them come from like the trivia. Absolutely. Questions that goes back to the original movie. So. All right. So we got a lot of general trivia for this one too. In deleted scenes, Dewey explains to Gail that Neil Prescott, Sydney's father, has passed away since appearing in Scream 3. Really? Mm-hmm. And this is the first time that Sydney has actually come back to Woodsboro since he passed. That's why Sydney is back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she's for the book tour, too. In the book tour, yeah. yes. As seen in the gag reel, there was an ongoing prank on set where somebody dressed in the Ghostface mask and would jump out and scare an actor or actress at a time when Ghostface wasn't scripted to appear. So for an example, an actor or actress would open a door expecting nobody to be behind it, and instead somebody in the mask would jump out. That's funny. And at least one instance, this prank was pulled on an actress during a scene where she was scripted to be chased by the killer, rounded a corner, and made an unscripted appearance by Ghostface. That's funny. So that's pretty funny. I thought that was, that seems like a lot of fun on the set, though. That's probably why people like shooting horror movies. Mm-hmm. Do silly stuff like that. Despite being the most recognizable face of the Scream franchise, this was the first installment in the whole series where Ghostface had, had appeared on any of the North American posters. Really? So they never put Ghostface on any of the posters for the movie or home media release covers. So it wasn't on the, the DVDs and really? stuff either. Mm-hmm. But internationally, they had Ghostface on. Okay. On stuff, so. Okay. I thought that was interesting too. I didn't know. How they market films internationally, domestically. Mm-hmm. And that they didn't have Ghostface on these before right yeah rarely has a film franchise made it to four films with the sequels consistently remaining numbered titles so and this one also has no subtitles or any sort of variation it's literally scream scream two scream three scream four and this is especially noteworthy because most of the franchises spoofed in the film like halloween friday the 13th nightmare on elm street are known for their use of creative subtitles along with the the numbers okay but obviously the next screen movie will kind of fuck that up so yes they will Mm -hmm. the film was also released to coincide with the 15th anniversary of the release of the original scream okay so there you go in june 2010 Wes craven asked his fans following his twitter account what his cameo should be the cameo was ultimately cut from the film though really why is that it's a deleted scene on the DVD and Blu-ray. He appeared as a forensic technician during a crime scene with Jenny and Marnie's corpses. Really? I don't know why it was cut. Probably for time. But... Probably for time. They do a lot of things for time. Yeah, it's too bad. The rating boards and the timing. Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. This is the first film in the franchise since the original Scream in which the killer is among one of the characters pictured on the poster. Yep. And this is the only screen film in which the motive of the killers does not really have anything to do with the murder of Maureen Prescott. Previously, yep. we were very focused on Maureen. Yeah. Her death is acknowledged in the movie. But and, it's not the yeah, but only, contributing factor. Exactly. The only reason it's really brought up is because Jill's like, oh, I got to kill my own mother to stay true to the original. So. Yep. Because Jill is crazy. Yeah. Literally crazy. Yeah. All right. We got some quotes for this movie as well. Sydney, love this line when she's speaking to Jill. You forgot the first rule of remakes, Jill. Don't fuck with the original. Love it. Love it and so true. Love it, love it, love it. Deputy Perkins, when he's about to get out of the police car, says, I'll be right back. And then he stops and says, I know this one. You're not supposed to say that, are you? Nope. You're not. 
but didn't work even though you realize what mistake you made huh yep deputy judy hicks when she's talking to i believe when she's talking to the kids yeah when she's talking to the girls about the phone calls Uh at the police police station station. Mm -hmm. so she says did you get a call from the killer and kirby says no is that a is that a bad thing does that mean i'm not going to live as long as these two and dewey says no maybe of course not just uh, uh be careful <laughs> that scene has me cracking mm. up and then kirby replies oh my god did you hear that i'm gonna be next oh it's so funny i would be i me. loved that scene i really do like kirby a lot i love her character are you excited that she's gonna come back for scream six mm-hmm. i'm yeah i really did like her character i thought she was a good addition absolutely to this one absolutely so Jill Roberts, while Sydney's sleeping, Jill enters her room and Sydney wakes up. You just won't, this is in the hospital, right at the end, right? And Jill says to her, you just won't die, will you? Who are you? Michael fucking Myers? So funny. (laughs) So funny. And again, another reference to another movie. And Sydney says, while she's, I believe she's talking on the phone to Ghostface, this isn't a fucking movie. The voice says it will be. It will be. Which, yeah, that's accurate, right? Yeah. All these turn into some sort of stab movies. And then Rebecca says, yes, um, she's talking to, to Ghostface on the phone. Yes, I am. It's kind of hard to hear you. I'm in the hospital with Sydney. If you can hang on just this one second. And Ghostface says, I've got time. It's you that doesn't. Exactly. You know, Rebecca, it doesn't sound to me like you're in the hospital. Sounds like you're in a parking garage, a dark and deserted parking garage. But if you want to be in the hospital, I'd be happy to put you there. In the fucking morgue i love it yes well she's at the parking garage right they're After, doing the, they're doing the press conference. yeah they're doing the press conference. that's right i was trying to remember where she was yeah so, yeah there you go i heard oh my god though her death scene <sighs> she is so fucking stupid like first Absolutely. of all like you're walking and now you get this weird fucking phone call and you're going to your car when you went back into the fucking oh hospital oh my god like why did you keep going in the garage and now you can't then she had that whole issue where she couldn't get her car started. I'm like, duh, because the killer has already been there fucking with all of your stuff. Exactly. You get this fucking call when you went back in the hospital and been like, bro, some fucking person is calling me, threatening me. Exactly. Turn can around. You, can you walk me to my car Just, or can we call the police or something? That whole scene, I was yelling at her. Like, this bitch didn't even have to die. But she had a very epic death. Yes, she did. And she comes she- off the roof. At least she went out with a bang, right? I don't even know how Jill like picked her up to do that, but it was pretty impressive. Jill has like She-Hulk strength. Jill is insane. Like she gets in these moods. Like I feel like Jill is the most angriest killer. I really liked Jill and Emma Roberts in this. I really enjoyed her character. Absolutely. As the killer. Now, Charlie was, Charlie was kind of lame. Like he's weird and it, Jill was obviously running the show. Absolutely. That she much was is the obvious. Brains. Yes. Mm-hmm. She was like Stu from the first one. Yeah, Stu was kind of an idiot too. Well, yeah, no, but uh, Billy, 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 was Billy the Loomis yeah. was, the, was brains. the brains. And Stu was Stu kind of was the, like, the Charlie. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, though, so, yeah. Now for this movie, when I was looking at facts, I came across an interview that was done with Wes Craven by MovieWeb. Okay. And they had some interesting questions in there. So I thought I would share some of that. Okay. So the interviewer asked Wes Craven, are you impossible to scare at this point in your life? And Wes Craven said, 
No, I don't think that's true. I think there's something out there that still scares me. You get used to a lot of things when you're on a film set. There are so many things you've rehearsed or participated in in the imaginary world. That makes it harder for you to be scared in the real world. There was an interesting thing that happened this summer. I had to ride a Vespa and then I had a crash on it. A Vespa. The kickstand went right into my leg and it tore the muscle. The muscle was just hanging there. The ambulance showed up and I looked at that meat hanging there for the first time. The thought I had was, we have been doing really good makeup all of these years. Oh my God. Because it looks exactly like that. Oh my God. <laughs> my feeling about fear is that you get a better handle on it, more so than you would if you never thought about these things, especially being in a situation that is new to you. Wow. That just had me cracking up. I'm just like, okay, Wes, all right. Then Movie Web says, the fascinating thing about watching this movie is you get a lot of mileage out of having just a big buck knife as the killer's weapon of choice. The kills are never boring. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. So Wes said the killers or the characters of Sydney and Joe are very complex, compelling characters. You never, on the other hand, want the scary part or the weaponry during the attack to go down in the same way every time. Right. Those each need to be a set piece in order for people to talk about them. I think everyone we go into, we are trying to reinvent the wheel. Okay. Like Omar Epps in the bathroom. So this was at the movie theater. Mm-hmm, when they yeah. stabbed him. Yes. Okay. Listening to someone in the next stall doing something weird and then he's stabbed through the wall. You're always trying to stay one or two steps ahead of the audience. They can't think, okay, he is gonna get killed here, bang. You have to do it from a direction they didn't anticipate. This Absolutely. is the fun game of the whole series, trying to stay a couple steps ahead of the audience. I would agree with that. Yeah, and I really liked that that's, question and answer that's as well. That's the ethics of mm-hmm. Scream. That's why people tune into this. That's why we're still exactly. talking about this 30 years later. Exactly. Right? So movie web followed up with, I love the forehead kill and the male slot kill. Those are my two favorites. And Wes says, well, thank you. The forehead kill wasn't in the script, but I did it. And I wasn't, and I was afraid that Bob Weinstein was going to fire me as soon as he saw the dailies, <laughs> but he didn't say anything about it. A lot of people have liked that scene. Some people have said that it's impossible that no one would be able to get out of the car after being stabbed in the forehead. But there were several cases of this happening. And one famous case was the guy was a minor who was who set off a piece of dynamite in a hole in a rock that he was drilling. It pushed a three inch bar of steel through his brain. He survived and lived for many years. I knew it was possible. In fact, we just had a Congresswoman that was shot right through the head and she survived. It was just one of those ideas I had on the spot. The script read that the cop gets stabbed sitting in the car. I felt like we'd seen that a lot of times already. So how could I do something that would be shocking, get people talking and be a lot of fun? That came to mind and I was like, what the hell? Let's do it anyway. Let's do it. Let's roll the dice to see if I'm going to get fired or not. But let's yeah, do it. I just loved. I just liked it. There's, it's longer if you want to look it up on MovieWeb for the interview. So I just took a couple of the very interesting. That's very cool. Yeah. I mean, your brain. I mean, it's all nerves and everything mm-hmm. like that. It, it can get reprogrammed, and that's why you can do cut out certain parts of yeah. it, and they'll heal itself. It mm-hmm. heals itself. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to think about, it's, though. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So, what's your what's your feelings about this movie? Oh, I think it's one of the best screen movies out there. I would agree. I agree. With that. I mean, we're not ranking things yet, but no. when we do, I really enjoy this movie. Me too. I thought it was a lot of fun. Absolute, a lot of fun for production, characters, plot. Mm-hmm. It gave you something more 
than just a regular scream film would do Mm -hmm. it's able if you were to watch this movie out in order oh let's watch this one it would hook you into the show Mm -hmm. and you could follow it and you could still follow it yeah i think there's enough you know kind of setup of referencing you know sydney's already had these problems she's back in woodsboro how she's related to jill i think they do set all that up that you could follow it reasonably enough yeah without watching the previous movies absolutely yeah so i i enjoyed that and honestly i know you're always trying to guess like who's the killer who's doing it but this is one that i wouldn't have picked up on because they did a good job of the misdirection right i feel like like the first couple it just was like well which of her friends did it who did it but in this one you had jill actively being attacked mm-hmm. in the movie as a misdirection you know mm-hmm. she got cut on the arm she's access like it's, she's so upset she gets weird phone calls yep and she makes sure she's around her friends when they do it so it was yep. very clever the way that she did all of it they did a little bit in the first one you know with billy's in jail and there's some right. other phone calls that right. couldn't have been him but this one just the very beginning you don't assume right that jill has anything to do with it she's in the car and right at the very beginning they're getting the weird phone calls yeah and i do like the scene too with jill and kirby and then their friend whichever friend it was across the street uh-huh and they're watching shawn of the dead yes and then they get the weird call and he's like i'm in your closet i'm in the closet and then she's just like no you're not in you know you're not in our closet and he's just like i didn't say i was in yours in and then they realize and then the, their friend dies and then bah! Yeah. yeah that was one of the most graphic death scenes that was very bloody like they cut out her it was insane intestines and everything it was insane i'm shooting that would have been crazy mm-hmm. like all the special effects and everything like that yeah and the blood you have to put on so Ugh. crazy oh my gosh it was just insane i bet those days that you actually show up to work, those are the fun days. Oh, Probably. I'm, I'm getting killed today. Mm-hmm. And my intestines are going to be out They're of my body. They're going to slice me open, you know. No worries. Yep. Yeah, no worries at all. Yeah, so I I really, I liked that kill. I thought that was, that was toward the beginning of the movie. It was a good. Absolutely. Besides it, the opener. It, it hooked you in to the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. It, yeah, I just, this movie wasn't boring at all. All the kills were good. The storyline made a lot more sense to me. Than the last one you're not still related but yeah not rewriting the scripts morning of mm-hmm. so you can build a story out mm-hmm. so and yes you still have that relationship it's a family member this time mm-hmm. so you don't necessarily expect it even though we just had that but we didn't know roman was whatever right but you don't expect it but it was a good twist because she was right there the whole time right and then she unlike we said she almost got away with it they came and got her they didn't right took her to the hospital and, and then she at thinks the end she of got it, away with it everybody's talking about her jill jill i mean Pete, the press is the actually, way they show the press at yes the end. yes glorifying her this which is what this she, girl and what this is wanted. what she wanted she wanted the fame and everything mm-hmm. and then people are like oh my goodness she's the actual killer mm-hmm. you know the way the story the narrative changed it was crazy yeah it's insane but her death as we already said was like one of the best ones yes That's very so unexpected funny uh it's so so funny i just love it absolutely yeah so so yes out of the scream series this is one of the better Mm -hmm. better ones i agree i really enjoyed this movie made up for the last one yes but yeah i could definitely do one two skip and go to four did it you said it made his budget back 
This no, no, mm-hmm. no. That's but right. I, I have a feeling probably streaming has improved. Streaming it did. I mean, side. they'll sell it to streamers and everything mm-hmm. like that. So I'm pretty certain this made it. Yeah, I'm pretty certain every stream installment has made the budget back. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. what you want to do when you produce a movie. You mm-hmm. want to get your money back and make a profit. Exactly. That's the whole goal. So what? What? Uh, I got some trivia questions trivia. for you. Okay. All right. So this is one of the questions that Ghostface asks kirby okay all right so name the movie that started the slasher craze halloween texas chainsaw massacre last house on the left or psycho psycho which is what kirby said was psycho however it's none of the above really peeping tom 1960 directed by michael powell first movie to ever put an audience in the killer's pov I guess I wrong, would, I would like be wrong Kirby. too. Just like Kirby. And I think you actually already said this, but I'll ask you again. Why does Kristen Bell stab Anna Paquin's character in the second false opening? Because she just wouldn't shut the fuck up. Because you talk too much. Now shut up and watch the fucking movie. Boom. Oh my gosh. I know Kristen Bell and Anna are like barely in the movie, uh-huh. but I love their segment every time it comes on. The way they're sitting there and... <laughs> And Anna is just going on and on and talking. And then all of a sudden, like, where did Kristen have the knife? She just had it, like, chilling next to her on the couch. Probably. Just in case. Probably. I just want to get rid of this bitch. I'm just going to keep my knife right here on my side. And the funny thing is, is she stabs her. Uh-huh. And she's just like, well, now let's watch the movie. Yeah, she's just like. You have a dead body there. <laughs> and you're just like. Well, she wasn't quite dead. She was, like, actively, profusely bleeding all over the place. And Kristen's just like, shut the fuck up. You know, we're going to watch the movie now. But we're going to. You're going to be dead soon. And then exactly. I'm going to watch this movie. And then I'm going to have to dispose <sighs> of you later. So funny. I just think they played it so well together. Absolutely. Putting those two together. And you've got, yeah, from True Blood. And then, I mean, Kristen. With Wonder- Veronica Mars, who was re- like technically trying to figure out what happened to people, and here she is causing a right. murder. I so. wonder how long it took to op- shoot that opening scene. I don't know. Probably not too long, though. Right. I'm assuming imagine. you could do that in a couple days. Yeah, I would assume so. so. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, so you did almost okay on the trivia. Okay. So funny you answered the same thing as... Kirby, but I would have said Psycho too. There we go. Who the fuck is gonna just randomly guess something else? I would not. Off, not even on the list. See, this is why Ghostface gets you. Yep. That's so why he. That's why he kills you. Mm-hmm. But that was a good misdirect too, since they had Charlie tied up. But Kirby, see, this is another reason why I like Kirby. How she's just standing there, and he's like, "Let me in, let me in," and she's like, "No, no, I can't." Good job, because he was a killer. He was gonna stab you, bitch. So. Yeah. Yeah, you did the right thing, and then that misdirect with him you know gonna die because she doesn't get the trivia questions right yeah yeah but yeah they did a great job in this movie mm-hmm. charlie yeah. killing his friend he's like i'm gay i'm gay if it helps that was a good kill oh yeah because that was one of the the reasons you could live right right and the thing about streaming the kills mm-hmm. that was great and like the his friend with the cameras and stuff yeah. the friend like streaming his everyday life on mm-hmm. a cam I'm surprised more people don't do that. Well, they kind of do nowadays. So he said this is the way of the future. And I know first seeing it, I'm like, people are not going to do that. But they really do. With your if phones you go, and everything. Honestly, I mean, it may be on Facebook, but TikTok especially, you can do live videos. And there are people doing lives while they're getting ready to do things and talking to people. There's also a lot of videos on TikTok. I don't know if you've seen where they'll be like, get ready with me. And then it's literally like you watching them do things in the morning and them talking about like what they do. They get their coffee and their cereal. And do they, they get their many dog. views? 
Yeah, because people, people just love voyeur, that. being a voyeur. Yes, it's they voyeurism. love that kind of stuff. So he was right. Yeah. And streaming the kills and stuff, people would eat that up. Absolutely. Even though it's real. I mean, Absolutely. obviously not the movie. There are but, a lot of fucked up yeah. people. People would actually watch yes, real so people I believe getting it. killed. Yeah, so. this is definitely not far off and is where we are. Yeah, especially in today. today's society. Mm -hmm. Would you guys agree with that in the comments below? Would Let you agree that people would watch real people getting killed if they could? Good. Yeah, I mean, that has happened. Absolutely. And it's horrific. And I think most people call like 911 and try and help the situation, but I'm sure not everybody would. No. Plus, there's that whole thing too. Didn't we just watch like a documentary or whatever with the swatting thing? Yeah. Where streamers get mad at each other and then they, they literally will watch like the SWAT team come in and raid your house and yeah, everything. That's, that's crazy. another thing people do. So, I mean, they've been doing this sort right. of craziness. Absolutely. Yeah. So this this movie was pretty accurate for what it was saying. Spunk on. Mm -hmm. Way to go, Wes. Yeah. But yes, one of my favorite Scream movies for sure. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, this concludes Scream 4. Yep. Thank you for tuning in. Again, one of our favorite Scream movies. Mm -hmm. Definitely, if you're interested in advertising with Limitless Broadcasting, get a hold of me or Sammy. Yes. You can get a hold of me on Instagram, Robert, 1950 Studios, mm -hmm. or you can get at us at Limitless Broadcasting on Instagram mm -hmm. or the Boogeyman Pod. Yes. You can do that. And what's your Instagram? The Sam Alam. The Sam Alam. Mm -hmm. yes. So we had a lot of fun mm -hmm. recording this this episode yes so please check us out review comment subscribe subscribe like, whatever please tell other people about our show it really yes. helps out a small channel please thank you thank you so much all right we'll see you next time for see scream ya. five scream five the the recall whatever the recall whatever see you next we'll, time we'll get into that yeah bye bye <laughs> You Can't Kill the Boogeyman podcast is produced and hosted by Robbie and Sammy Brooksby as part of the Limitless Broadcasting Podcast Network. Post-production and intro by Sammy Brooksby. Follow the show on Instagram at BoogeymanPod. You can also follow the Limitless Broadcasting Company at Limitless Broadcasting and your horror hosts at Robert1950Studios and at The Samalam. We also have a TikTok at 1950Studios. Email your creepy comments and spooky suggestions to us at boogeymanpod at gmail.com. Don't forget, everyone is entitled to one good scare. Have a horrific week.